welcome to another episode of Hayley and Leanne, Keeping It Real. Um, today we're going to be speaking about abuse and our understanding of this and our experiences. Um, well, yeah, do you know, we'll just go with the flow and let it just come out. But Leanne, do you want to start this week? Yeah, thanks Hayley. Um, okay, I'll start. Well, um, abuse is a phenomenally huge subject and we're only just going to really scrape the surface of all of it really mm. um since covid um and the lockdown and things like that domestic abuse is absolutely at its highest recorded level um it's ever been um and so is mental health so the two are interlinked um most people that are in an abusive situation it causes distress and which causes mental health mental sickness so um, I uh, currently work in, a, um, in domestic abuse and mental health with Kim Bailey, and we run a program called Wolf and Wow, and um, it's been running for the year. So we've seen quite a lot of um, changes and seeing the impacts of this all. So what I wanted to firstly talk about is the understanding of abuse and it's a huge umbrella. It's not just uh, the one thing I will say is that very frequently a lot of our participants in the groups and stuff and one to ones um, don't actually realize they're in an abusive uh, relationship or have had an abusive parent um, or sibling or friend or whatever it is where how they've experienced abuse. So mm. and a lot of um, our participants have also not really seen that they really believe that it's not abuse until someone hits you and someone's violent towards you. Um, that was a big eye opener. So there's loads of different forms of abuse. There's financial, emotional, physical, um, mental, uh, sexual. I mean, I don't I can't, there's, there's quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so that's just some of the ones under the umbrella. So, um, but in my understanding, and I feel very privileged to work um, with with this and within that program because I've learned so much about myself. I I grew up in domestic abuse from the age of ten to fourteen. Um, yeah, domestic abuse and mental health actually. So um, and there was a lot of abuse in a, in my childhood. So uh, it's been a real opportunity to uh, be amongst this program. So right. I'll start, shall I? It's <laughs> a little waffling. Um, right, so for me, my understanding really is that a incredible, most abusers are inherently insecure. And the way they, um, this is not a gender issue, this is men and women, this is a human being um, thing. It's not, it's, 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 you know, it's a, there's a big thing about women always getting beaten, but, um, or abused badly, but it really is, there's, there's women and men being abused it's, and, and children and everything else. So it's not gender specific, specific, get my words right. So in all of this, my understanding has, has been that it's inherently insecure mind that, um, makes people suffer in abuse the way they have to control the way they have to manipulate um the way they're self-obsessed um with what they're feeling you make me feel so therefore i have to do this to you you you're causing this because you are this that and the other um they're just classic uh, scenarios um 
So, and then that person who's perpetrating somebody in any form of relationship is actually in deep suffering themselves. And that's something that was a big eye opener for me and actually helped me in a lot of forgiveness in, um, for a lot of my abusers. Um, I was like abused as a child, then I went on to have quite verbally um, and physical um, abusive relationships with partners. So um, I never saw it as the insecure mind and that they're in suffering. I just always was thought that the people they were doing it to were suffering. Mm. So that was um, a great insight for me to have an understanding on that. And it helps me with my forgiveness in those people that have perpetrated me. So um, also, there was a really good, um, Kim used this, um, this thing in, in groups and I, it always stuck and I just don't, I'd like to share it with you so that it could help other people. And it's the insecure dog analogy. So, you know, um, and I remember sitting there and I, I use it all the time now. Um, and it's like, uh, so, you know, if only we had behaviors of dogs. So a dog goes up and says hello to another dog and they sniff the dogs behind and instantly they can tell they start saying hello instantly they can smell if that dog's a bit off and insecure mm. because so they kind of oh no thanks do you know what I mean and um and uh so you know because they they know instinctively that that insecure dog will either get them harmed into a fight loss of life um harm to the pack whatever but um so yeah so not that we want to go around sniffing each other's behind but it'd be nice if we could get that um, that 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 knowing that that person's a bit off, um, because with the domestic abuse or music uh, abusive relationships, in my own experience, I'm talking, it's been like a a gradual thing that's happened. I've not seen it straight away. Um, it's like a damp, dark moss that grows. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it really is a gradual process, and it it can start off with the sus most subtle things one you know um oh you're, you're not wearing that are you or you know i don't like you doing that because it makes me feel i don't want you going out with your friends because you know i'll be sitting here missing you because i love you so much mm. um yeah you know um you know and then and then maybe like talking about people that i love you know and just saying oh haven't you ever noticed about them they're always doing this to you they're always doing that to you they're always like you know putting you down and stuff like that so it's like a and i'm like have they you, know, you kind of like, yeah, then you start suffering with a bit of confusion, doubt, um, because you're in the presence of maybe narcissistic behavior, um, or, you know, so they're just some of the subtle, subtle things that have happened to me. But I, I do, um, I do deeply believe that through all the abuse that I've suffered, um, it shows me yet again how resilient us human beings are because I'm sitting here t with you, Hayley, today yeah. talking about it. I'm involved in a domestic abusive program um, that helps women and men um, see, you know, I am, a, I, am, I am talking from a place because I've, I've been involved in all this stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and it, 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 it comes back down to, you know, being around an insecure mind who perpetrates and makes you suffer. Um, it really does bring out those insecurities in you. Um, that's, and when you're so detached from true self and you don't truly know how we work as human beings, um, you can really lose yourself. It's like a, I see abusers um, being lost uh, with a contaminated mind um, of real um, unhelpful beliefs about how to show up and treat others, you know, and um, yeah. not, be, not be very nice. So, 
Um, I think that's all for now, Hayley. Do you want to? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, people who have experienced domestic abuse somewhere make the greatest um, teacher, should we say. I'm going to use the word teachers, even though I don't like that word, but I can't think of another one. But because you've experienced it, you're able to empathise and um, understand others, which is what everyone wants, isn't it? To be understood and listened to. So thank you, Leanne, for sharing. All right. And yes, yeah, so this is really, you know what, I've got, uh, I've got new chairs and I can't put my feet on the floor because they're so high up. So I've got my feet on a cushion, but it's really uncomfy. <laughs> yes, because you are the smallest person I think I know. I know. <laughs> You're tiny. <laughs> I've got a cushion, but I might as well have a stall. But my, so my experiences and understanding of domestic abuse, like yourself, um, I didn't have a clue about none of this really. You know, you'd heard it, but I always associated it with physical. That was mm. quite, you know, it's obvious, isn't it? You know, you get the, the physical scars and, um, but I wasn't really too clued up about the emotional stuff, but years ago nor was no one really spoke about that it was only the physical i'm talking about years ago they're now coming to turn like more people are understanding and calling it mm. a crime now you know with emotional abuse uh coercive control it's now a crime you all right yeah fine signal me <laughs> um right so when i first started to learn about this stuff i was studying to be a counselor and at the time, the relationship I was in was very emotionally controlling. And I didn't, I didn't have a clue. I knew something was wrong. But when I started studying um, and working with domestic abuse um, victims, I was sitting there thinking, do you know, this happens to me at home. How can I teach others this stuff if I can't even, you know, sort this out at home? Oh my, you know, oh my God, this is happening to me. Um, and in this relationship, so mine was more um, when, you know, if, um, if you'd had an argument. Now, a healthy argument would be, you know, you have your disagreement or your argument and then you calm down and you come together and you, you, um, you sort it out, should we say. And then it's normally an outcome and everything's back to normal, should we say. Might be for about 10 minutes still, you know, tempers are still here. But with this relationship, I remember the um, atmosphere after the argument would go on for a couple of weeks um, and the silence was was killing me but i i always got told you you know what's wrong with you like you're mad why why do you need us to sort this out and i just couldn't the atmosphere was horrible um and i used to think well it must be something wrong with me you know it must be you know i'm causing them distress this must be something wrong with me and this was going on for a, a good few months after i started to learn about it um, but after a little while, you know, you know, the more you, you learn, the more your consciousness expands and you start to think, hang on a minute, this is not healthy. You know, it's, it's healthy to, um, I don't know, get the hump for a, an hour or so. But after that, it shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be punishing your, the other person with your silences. 
but some people genuinely don't know no different. They just think, well, that's all I know. How, how to resolve this is by silence. But what the other person experiences is um, mental stress, should we say. Yeah. So this was a big eye-opener for me. And then it would be other things, like you said, um, if I had some male friends at the time, and it'd be like, you're, you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, they're male friends. No, well, why do you want to talk to them and not talk to me? And I was, you know, all this would go on, and um, people were pointing it out to me because I was studying the subjects, and I was like, no, but he does this. <laughs> he does all this good stuff. <laughs> he can't be like that. <laughs> so it took for me to accept that I was very much no, 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 no. But when he's good, he's really good. <laughs> Does the does the bad outweigh the good? Oh yeah, it does actually. <laughs> yeah, but it took it took a while because you get so manipulated and um, you know you're left confused and controlled and you you believe everything they say. Mm -hmm. so you, you're even though you know on a gut feeling this is red flags, this doesn't feel right. You ignore it because the damage has sort of been done. So the um, when you, you know, if you're in this kind of relationship, you, you are vulnerable because you've been, you know, you've been mentally um, abused, emotionally, whatever you went through. So you're vulnerable. So my understanding was if I was to leave this relationship, I'd be on my own forever. forever. You know, this is what was it? This was going through my mind. And, you know, when I empathized with myself back then, I would, I would not have gone. I was thinking, no, because I will never meet anyone that loves me like they love me, because I was told this. Nobody would put up with your rages or your defences. But as you said earlier, when you're in this kind of relationship, you turn into someone you don't recognise, and then mm -hmm. you become the person that is abusive. And then it's turned down on you. You're mad. You know, no, it's you. You're the abusive one. Or, you know, when people play mind games. I had a client actually the other day that um, he said about this thing called uh, mind games. That, so, say you message someone every morning at 8 a.m. Every single morning at 8 a.m. And then the person purposely thinks, right, I'm going to not message them today at 8 a.m. And straight away, you're like, oh, why haven't that person messaged me? And it's already getting the games plan. The mind starts saying, are they, are they going off of me? Um, and then they start doing it in other ways. I had another client where they kept on taking money out and then putting it back. You're, you're, you're losing the plot. But they was doing it because to confuse them. And another classic is, you know, when you're in this domestic abusive relationship and you're made to feel like you're going crazy, uh, some people use kids. Well, I would, um, I would take the kids and I would tell everyone you're mad because look, you're losing money, and it's not ever, you know, it's never gone. So that we start to think that we're going mad, and we're so fearful of losing things like children or um, family. You know, your family won't want to know you now. You know, they won't understand why you want to leave me because I'll get on well with all of them. 
that's another classic isn't it they're always a lovely person to the family and the family think well there's nothing wrong with them mm. so it's all this but it's all a build-up isn't it it's all a build-up um and it's so it's such a whirlwind of emotions you go through and you know until you start to see a bit clearer then you're able to see um do you know what that was part of the abuse you know like when you would become abusive yourself that was part oh, gosh, of yeah. the, that was mm. part of the emotional distress the confusion the frustration the um yeah so that was part of it when we turn into some we're not and the reason why i know this because now i'm in a healthier relationship where i get my own headspace i'm not um you know like talked at where i can't breathe or you know you do this you do that you do this it's your fault um i'm able to see well i don't do this in this relationship so it must have never been me mm. i don't actually do this but when you're in this relationship, you do, you, you turn into someone you don't recognize, um, mm -hmm. where you become, to defend, to protect yourself, the abusive person. Mm. And it's such a, um, it's so hard until you step out to be able to see this. Mm. Yeah, it was, no. yeah. No, it really is. There was uh, something you said that was um, like, you know, what you're, you're talking a lot of sense there, because, you know, it was it was only in um, actually being present in a domestic abusive uh, group where I was facilitating um, that it was like a thunderbolt and lightning in the room. And I, it's all of a sudden I was just like, because um, one of the... Um, people were talking about a situation they were in and saying, you know, because um, her partner drink, I used to like a drink. Yeah. And, and then she said, you know, but in the morning he's been, he's been, he said some awful things to me and in the morning I, I'm just like, but you said this and you said that and they, and he would go, Oh, but it was, um, Oh, it's because I was drunk. And you know, I don't mean it yeah. or, you know, and stuff like that. And as I sat there and I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, I'm still in a domestic abusive relationship. At the time, wow. I was in one and I didn't realise it. And then I was just like thinking, I'm going to have to give up my job. I can't, yes. I my thing, my thing's about being authentic. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I need to, I need to, I'm going to, I'm going to lose my job. And now I've got to choose him, job, him, job. And it was, it was absolutely the most battiest um, feeling. And then, um, you know, um, and actually deciding that, um, I, I, I want to do this. I want to help others in whatever vein that is for me. And I have to be authentic. So I can't sit here helping other people that are trying to establish where they are and, and mm. trying to help them connect to true self and stay in their power. When I'm actually on a Friday and a Saturday night, there's probably going to be an argument because he's had too much to drink and he said something horrible and, and I've come back, you know, in reaction and then, yeah, and I was just like, oh, my goodness. And so, yeah, so that luckily uh, for me, um, I woke up to that because the, the, previously the relationships had been a bit different kinds of abuse and not this kind of abuse. So 
it was for, for me to see. So, uh, you know, I bless, uh, I thank all the people that have, you know, have not been particularly nice to me because it's really shown me what I'm here to teach other people now. You know, you know, when you're forever teacher, pupil, teacher, pupil, do you know what I mean? Because, you know, we're forever learning anyway. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, so it, that, that was interesting, a really interesting uh, thing. But there's all this, it's, it's so, um, so immense uh, the, the, what can happen in manipulation without us even realizing like there's a there's an argument so that it's like you, you have an argument with your partner and they're you know and then it's like you know the next day it's like, oh you know don't don't worry about it oh whatever swept under the carpet but there's no never any resolution no discussion they don't want to talk about it yeah. they don't want to hear hear what you've got to say they'll just be like you said this to me and you're now never going to be forgiven because you came back at me and you oh, said this yeah hang on a minute, you said a, quite a lot before I got to that point. So, you know, do you want to take ownership on your part in this? No, it's you because of your past and what you suffered and la la la. And you're, <laughs> and I'll, I've had that before. And, um, and it really is even simpler than that now I see it. It's when I learned by reacting as abusive as that other abuser, because I, I, I would come out kicking and screaming you know, because I've been around this, you know, for a big part of my childhood. So I'd be like, you can't hurt me. You don't do this. You don't. And I'd, I'd start being abusive back. Yeah. Because it was like a, a programming that I had. Um, so then when I learned the difference between responding and reacting. So when you respond to somebody, now I'm in a healthy relationship um it's about you know everyone has fallouts everyone has that's life there's ups there's downs you know nothing's like you know you know that um picture postcard that's life but it's the way we navigate and the way we flow through it um so you know i always would think you have an argument and then that's it we're finished because that's been said you know we're done we're over so so in this like in in the relationship i'm in now um uh things are that there might be a little bit of a ooh, moment but it's discussed you know I felt this and I felt that and then that's the growth in a relationship you know yeah. when you can sit down have a conversation you might not agree with each other you might see things differently that's okay but you don't have to argue about it and then you learn more about each other and then the connection becomes stronger because you're growing because there's no um hostility it's just that's how we're getting to know each other or something mm. you know or it's like and you know i'm so sorry i i i said that or i'm so sorry i didn't realize i did that or whatever and just apologizing for your part in it um and i've never i've never known anything like that <laughs> but you know so, that's quite scary isn't it mm. sorry the you gonna i've just spoke over that's no, fine darling go on no, i would just say that's quite scary if you've been so i you know from my own experience and then what clients have shared, when you've been in that relationship where if you was to take ownership and say sorry, it got held against you and it was like it was grabbed and used every single time you had an argument, but you even mm. owned up to that. So that is on you, you even owned up. And that's the hard thing. So when you do get into a healthy relationship, you know, when I got into a relationship with Steve, um i was petrified even though i trusted him you know we get triggered back emotionally to the trauma when it happened so when 
I was just about to go, sorry, I would freeze because I'd be thinking, what about if he holds it against me? You know, that because that's what happened in the previous relationship. So that takes time, doesn't it, to be able to say, sorry, hold my mm. hands up here. Because there is previous fears from the other one. And once you start to trust yourself and the person, then you're able to say, do you know what? I'm sorry. And the other person goes, thank you. Or, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's okay. And it never gets held against you. That's when you see, you start mm. to trust yourself and them a little bit more. Yeah, I just think it's when you remain in your power. Yeah. You know, when you remain in your power, um, and I don't mean like a, um, a power ranger. <laughs> no, not in, you don't <laughs> mean your weapon. Yeah. No, I mean in your power. When, you're, when you work from the inside out, when you truly know that you're enough and you're worth and you're not afraid to say your point of view or because I now know that I, 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 I'm not stepping out of my power and allowing myself to get to that point or and if I do then it's like I'll, I'll totally apologize for it because by apologizing for it I'll be mortified yeah so um but if that person is forgiven if that person's meant to be in my life and meant to be standing by my side they'll accept my apology and know how genuine I am but it's when we step out of our power and and give it away to another person whether it be as I said before parents children partners whatever the relationship it's not just a you know um, it's not just intimate it's friends as well no, abs yeah. ab absolutely absolutely yeah. and you know especially with manipulation so but when you you know when you can like be really present with yourself and you see you see what's going on or it might be to, uh, not till afterwards it's like hang on a minute yeah like, that was a bit that was a bit sneaky getting that one in there or you know so it's um it's it's, it's, it's so much easier for me to remain in my power um, because I I know who I am, you yeah. know all the all the learning, all the knowledge, all the experience in my life, and all the trauma I've experienced. Um, most of it I can so see that I was it was like a battle of the ego. Like one was reacting, and I'd have to come back. So it'd be like all the time. Yeah, you know. So then I I became a, as 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 abusive, and it's boundaries as well. Like in a you know if you you know no one I I. When I learn about boundaries and the innocence in other people, you know, there's an innocence in people that abuse. They might have always been around this stuff. They might have been brought up in yeah. an abusive household. Um, they might think that's we normalise situations. So, you know, so it's like if it's no if no one puts a boundary in with somebody that's not behaving um, fair or is showing up in a not very nice way, if you don't say I'm not gonna I'm not putting up with this and keep to it. That person, you're, you're, you know, you're you're teaching somebody something by putting your boundaries in and remaining in your power, so you don't give yourself away. Um, yeah. So that that you know, it's, it's it's really simple when you know stuff, but when you're in it, it's really hard to see, really but, hard to see. And that's because when you work on yourself, it's more you do have an inner confidence, you know, that you know <laughs> what I mean. It this is my stuff, that's yours. I'll deal with mine. You deal with yours. There's an inner mm. confidence, um, but um, I'm just going by um, experiences from like people that are innocent in this, where they're not um, purposely trying to, but they've 
they've still got that old stuff and that's to be worked on. Mm-hmm. You, know, this, you know, for example, um, I had a client that um, had been in a, a repeated patterns emotionally, um, you know, not physically, but uh, verbally, sexually, in another way. You know, I just talk about the sexual abuse quickly, actually, one of them. We were speaking about this last week, actually, um, me and you, about the, with sexual abuse, it's not just as clear cut as, it's like, um, you know, you've been physically touched. Actually, sexual abuse counts when you've been manipulated. So um, I had a client that would, was in a relationship, and if she didn't have the sex, she didn't have sex, she would be, uh, well, you don't, you don't love me anymore. Are you, have you met someone else? So to keep the peace so she didn't have the atmosphere, she would perform, and she'd have to get herself in a um, mindset to do, you know, to have sex that night. You know, like mm-hmm. you said, oh, it's Saturday night. Oh, I bet. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, that was, oh. that's what that's what happened to me. Be like, you know, it's Saturday night. It's but we've been we've you've not been very nice to me for the whole yes. week. You've been really foul. But it's Saturday night. Oh, hang on, sorry, I meant to just flick Switch into on. some s- sexual diva. Like you know, when you're, you've not been nice to me, why would I want to be that intimate with you? Why would I want to connect with you when you've you've said this about me and that about me? Why would you want to have yeah get intimate with me if you think I'm such an awful person <laughs> just because it's Saturday night? It's Saturday night. Or the, yeah, or the other classic is Bonkers. which is awful. This one I've had, you know, um, another client come to me about this. If they didn't do um how do i describe it things that were more in their mind adventurous they were boring Mm -hmm. they were boring um so they would do things because they didn't want to lose them and this is you know this is i have such deep empathy because oh i must be boring um what's wrong with me let me just try it and they hate it but they still mm. do it. This breaks my heart because it's um, they've been manipulated, and they've been, yeah. and that's part of the abuse. And it's you know, but you know, sometimes you can just say, like you say, take your power back. No, I don't want to do that. And the other person was innocently um, being abusive. They could just go, yeah, that's fine. Why don't you say that in the first place? Because, like you said, it's all it's learned behaviour abuse, isn't it? There might be one person watching this um, that might think, oh my God, I do all this. I do all this. Now that takes guts and that's responsibility to even look that you might do that, doesn't it? You know, to actually... Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking... Sorry. <laughs> We've both done it. Yeah. We're both, we're both <laughs> passionate. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm trying to talk about, the innocence. Yeah in people who are in deep suffering you know you don't you know it could be um i don't know um they've had a parent that's been um manipulative like um you know if you if you loved me then you would do this and this is like to a child mm. you know um that's not very you know it, it, it starts and it's like a programming it's a programming um but it can take anything to see that oh you know um any any insight along the way to know that that's not right when 
I think this is where an education in uh, schools would be really helpful, especially yeah. sex education of what a healthy sexual relationship is. So no one should ever ask someone to do something if they're not willing to do it. If, they're, if, they're, if you have to um, persuade that it's a yeah. good idea, then there's, <laughs> then there's, you know, and that person needs persuading. If someone goes, do you fancy trying this? You know, I've always wondered. The other person goes, yeah, right. I'm up for that. Yes, Fine. Yes, if the other person's yeah. like, oh, I'm not sure about that. Uh, you know, that's an indicator, an indicator yeah. that they're not 100% wanting to do that. And I can't, you know, um, that, you know, there's a little bit of a blurred um, guideline on that because if someone's not enjoying something, then surely yeah, it's not enjoyable for the other person. But that's, so that's another, you know, I don't really want to go into, into too yeah. much in that. So it's always putting your boundary in. If you don't want to do something, even on a day trip, somewhere that you don't really want to go it's like uh no i just don't fancy it and if that other person's like oh please just go well if i go and if i'm going to go to blackpool for a day how about we go somewhere you want to go or you know it's, it's always about balance and fairness yes and, balance. And I'm, 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 I'm using the day trip because i don't want to go into the other stuff so you know so it's, it's, it's fairness it's like you know it's not nothing has to be forced mm. if someone's forcing you to do anything um that you're not comfortable with it's okay to say no you know and if, okay if, if that, no. yeah because there, if there's um innocence in everybody yeah, nobody's perfect we're all perfectly imperfect um but yeah 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 so you know it's a it's such a big one isn't it abuse it's such a big one where it can be covered in so many but um for me, like the easiest way to describe it is when somebody causes you physically or mental stress, there's abuse in there somewhere. Yeah, because it's mental torture. Yeah. When you're constantly having to overthink, um, am I doing this? Is this going to, you know, yeah. it, it, you're constantly questioning yourself in that doubt in your mind, something's off. I know, you know, something, something's off. So it's mental torture. That's why domestic abuse and mental sickness and mental, when they, they're so run along parallel. Yeah. Because if something's off, then you do suffer mental torture. And, you know, it, and this that exactly what it is, is a torture. I remember in a, a mm. previous relationship, I would start to write things down that I'd said and they'd said because, um, <laughs> I was so confused, but I didn't say that. But he did say that, you know. And again, it's like you, you know. And I would, and then I'd be get told, "Well, you're crazy. You're writing things down. You have lost it." And you, <laughs> I'd lost it. But I remember because um, it was so confusing. Like if if it was just you talk, I talk. Um, I think once I said, "Right, well, I won't interrupt." You don't interrupt, I won't. And I sat there for about 25 minutes, just listening, just listening. And inside I was screaming, but I was like, no, I said I would listen. I said one word and the person screamed at me and walked out the door and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Mm. And it weren't much, yeah. I, just, I thought I can't do it anymore. You know, so it's, it's when you've got the other person's best interest at heart, you don't want to do things like this. No, 
you know, or if you did do it, you would recognize it and you'd think, I've got to work on that. I have, you know, I need to work with this because mm. this is not really me. But um, yeah, it's, it is that mental. I remember that so clearly. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, it's like when someone's, when someone's, when you know someone has said something and then they're standing with you arguing, that's yeah. not what you said. Okay, it might not have been what I said, but this is what I meant. So let me just be clear with my communication again. And they're like, yes. oh, this is what you do. You freak, you this, you that, name call, name call, name call, um, you know, self-esteem being bashed to the floor. I've, all right, I've said I'm sorry about what I said, but it's not what I meant. Maybe I come across properly. And then, you know, that one person's like scrabbling around trying to, but I've, you know, they've said sorry and they're trying to actually communicate. You're not letting me speak. I've had enough of you speaking. That's all you do is all you. <laughs> oh. and it's just like, and it's just like, so it doesn't matter what you do. Doesn't matter how you say it or what you're doing. It's never going to be to the level of what they expect from you. No. Someone, someone, you know, when you, uh, you know, it's not that they don't love you. I'm not saying they haven't got love for you when you when that abusive person, but it's just like they can only love you to the capacity that they can love themselves. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, um, that's it for me. Like, if, you know, if someone's showing up and they're saying they love you, but they do this to you, this to you, this to you, and they have no remorse, no understanding or they have no growth in learning what they're doing is um not too good then that to me is not what love is you know they can only love you to that uh capacity yeah you know listen mm. i didn't mean that in a condescending way by the way no no it didn't it didn't come across <laughs> like that it didn't, you know oh, okay but, <laughs> <Check I know>. <laughs> <laughs> but you know you're talking about just um earlier about boundaries and i know we're going to do another one on this but you know like we spoke about you um it's not gender specific or adults mm -hmm. um recently um i'd been like megan had been uh coming across like a rah rah all the time and i thought oh, it's just her teenage years <laughs> it's just the teenage years you know like it's just the alcohol or it's just this and i thought hang on a minute like um I'm not going to help her by, you know, allowing her to do this. As soon as you put the boundaries down, she comes safer and she even looks safer. Um, and also look in the mirror time, hang on a minute, when she's screaming at you, you're screaming back. You're like having a child, you're having an argument with a 12 year old. Um, and, and it's just classic. I thought, this reminds me of the relationships when I'm arguing, yeah. this, but you did this last week. And, and I thought, oh, hang on a minute. I've really got to help her now. I've got to step up, be the adult, be the person that she needs right now. Um, and also give myself a break when I do lose it. If I'm like, oh, I'm like right, sorry about that, Megan. Well, okay, but give yourself a break. When you start to learn about yourself, you're gonna repeat patterns isn't it you repeat patterns and that's the self-awareness absolutely and then yeah. and the more awareness you have you really do see that what patterns behaviors and beliefs you have they just start falling away anyway they do it's and awareness. they some and they some yeah they sometimes come back in you know and you see something else you see something different that really doesn't work for you 
and that pattern wherever it was born it's not even it's not even important where it's born but it starts to get less and less yeah but it comes back just to teach you again and it's just like and before you know it they've just gone the more awareness you do the more self um uh self-development the more you know when you the more uh you get more conscious about how you show up because mm. you're learning stuff all the time and about behavior and um the way we work as human beings it's fascinating i love it yeah it is <laughs> it is but um what serves you and what doesn't serve you yeah what serves you and what doesn't serve you i like that hmm. i don't think i need to cover anything else let me just check no i'm i'm all right oh you're very organized you had a list i know do you know why because my i've been so busy in work I was like, right, podcast. Uh, <laughs> There's Leanne winging it. <laughs> you're winging. But you know what? I normally wing it, but this way I thought, do you know what? I'm going to try something different. I'm going to try and be a bit organised. Good for you. Good um, for you. But yeah, I don't think, I, I think I have, um, you know, I think I spoke about enough. We've covered, you know, the, the basics of it. I'm sure this will come up in another podcast in another way. But we, you know, and or we might have a guest on who would like to talk about yeah, share their yeah. story and um, how, you know, whether they're um, like us, never knew we was in it. That's a big one. You don't actually mm -hmm. know because we all mm -hmm. associate domestic abuse with physical, where it's obvious. Yeah, and um, you know, having a guest on would be great. Um, and it really is just, uh, we're talking about our own experiences. We're not saying that we are right. Nope. We're not saying, you know, this is it. Nope. We're just talking about um, our own experiences and our own understanding in it. So, um, you know. And High Life worked after when we started to see it. Mm. That's, yeah, you know, definitely. That's, that is where we get it from. We speak, you know, we talk about wisdom a lot. I do believe when we experience stuff um, and, you know, come through it, uh, it does go into our wisdom and we're able then to help others. Absolutely. And it's, yeah. wisdom's always got your back. It has. You know, wisdom's always got your back. You listen, listen to that on the inside of you. Yeah. Um, it's always there. It never left you. It's always there. And we are so resilient as human beings. Yeah. So, yeah. We are. So, um, yes, well, that's it. Yes. So, um, yes. Yeah. So anyone wants to come on on any of our podcasts, we'd love that, wouldn't we? We uh, would to have a um a chat with another yeah i would love that so if you could just like subscribe um follow whatever it is you have to do um and thank you to all those people that are doing it yeah thank you so much that. yeah no thank you so much and if as we said we started this because if one person uh gets something from what me and Haley talk about then that's 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 fantastic so um Love you, Hayley, and um, Love you, Anne. see you very soon. Yes, until the next one. Yes. Bye. All right, darling. See you later. Bye. Bye.